first take your favorite leg and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead and we'll do the two steps. Come on, answer man. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Darius Emanuel Grouch III, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, The Rumble. The Rumble, are you in good form? I'm motherfucking great. <laughs> hey, you want odds on a guy fucking an alligator? Money plane. Money plane. God. Look, no pattern. I want to talk about that scene specifically right Absolutely. off the bat. Because what a mission statement. And the best part is the way Kelsey Kramer delivers that. Of That is a full sentence. I was telling Jackson, mm-hmm. who I watched this with, it's like the implied you. If I'm like, all right, hit record. I'm saying you hit record. The entire sentence he says, money plane, parentheses, we'll cover that bet. Like, yeah. like, he just makes money playing an entire sentence. Whatever you want to wager on, the money playing has you covered. You want to bet on a dude fucking an alligator. Money playing. Kelsey Grammer, everything I looked up about this movie and, like, reviews and, like, stuff for um, things that we'll get to later, um, they talk about how much Kelsey Grammer just chews up the scenery. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, he's like this weird Frasier hole in this movie. It's just like, what are you fucking doing here? Oh, man. Like, welcome, welcome to our new bit, The Frasier Hole, where the Madison Frasier and I hole. just briefly recap an episode of Frasier. Today's the pilot, and we'll go one episode at a time. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs. Yeah. Um, I would do that. I've actually made my way through a lot of Frasier. Um, I unfortunately have as well. I haven't finished it but um i mean i have i never got to the end of the season but i have finished fraser <laughs> i like to think that this is what uh fraser did after he left seattle is he just became the rumble <laughs> he became a human sex trafficker yeah i guess so but boy oh boy i fucking love this movie <laughs> really jesus this was so bad it was really bad and i think it was like it was not so bad that it wasn't entertaining, right? Like, I I don't think Did, it was. We maybe didn't watch the same movie. <laughs> because to me, like, it's kind of, I don't know, it's like watching a, a, a wreck that you know it's about to happen, right? You know, like, it's like you know two trains are about to collide. Like, it's so bad. It is, uh, like, to me, the definition so bad it's good to me. See, I don't agree. Like, I can handle, like, the really shitty sets and, like... The fact that they went to two warehouses and a very clearly fake airplane, and yeah. that was pretty much the settings. Like, that stuff's fine with me. It's the fact that nothing fucking happened in a heist movie called Money Plane. Oh, yeah. He talked more about going to the cockpit than they took did showing them robbing the fucking airplane. The main character of the movie, Adam Copeland's character, I love... Because I, I think he probably had some scheduling conflicts or something because he spent 90% of the movie in that cockpit. Yeah. Like, he did not do anything else. I bet they filmed his entire scenes in that cockpit in 30 minutes. <laughs> and then they were done. I mean, I'm pretty sure they got they knocked Kelsey Grammer stuff out in like an afternoon. Yeah. Which actually, I do know this fact um, that they filmed all of Kelsey Grammer stuff in like a morning, basically. Mm-hmm. Because that's how long they had for that set. And one of the neighbors wouldn't stop mowing his yard, and one of the neighbors had a dog that wouldn't stop barking. So basically, they had to shoot all of his scenes, like praying that they'd get through them before a dog started barking or the neighbor <laughs> would start mowing again. Oh my god! This was not a heist movie. This was kind of just let's walk around a very clearly fake airplane until we jump out of it with all the money. I had a few genuine laughs. Oh yeah, me too. Everything with the um, the guy who was his like. Uh, the Mr. McGillicuddy guy. Um, yeah. Everything that happened with him, I thought was almost it, it yeah. was it was kind of it was pretty funny. Like the the fact that he just kept winning, but he didn't mean to. I thought was hilarious. See, like, I I think it. I, I, what I wanted was weirder bets. Like they get to bet mm-hmm. on 
stuff that they want to bet on. Like I likened it to the movie Rat Race. While they're watching the cross country thing, everybody else is like, "Hey, let's bet on this weird game." Like they just come up with weird games and bet on them. And I wanted it stuff like that. Like like, "Hey, how long would it take a guy to fuck an alligator?" Or Jackson came up with one like, "How long would it take to give a blowjob to a guy covered in bees?" Yeah, it can be lethal. But they were just like, "Hey, by the way." We're going to throw a guy in a, in a cage with a cobra. What do you think? They threw the guy in a tank with a bunch of piranhas. Yeah, like... And they, like, in a very unrealistic, like, floated a skeleton to the top of the water. <laughs> it was just really bad. I don't know. This movie didn't go hard enough for a film that all the promotional material was about robbing the airplane. And then the one scene that I know that they released on YouTube was, you want to put odds on a guy fucking an alligator? money plane it was mostly people walking down clearly not airplane hallways and then the cockpit of an airplane yeah and there was not at all and like he was an ex-gambler like he had a gambling problem at one point and they put him in a casino airplane and then nothing was ever addressed that's my favorite thing about bad movies is that they set up these plot points that just never come to come to uh pass it's just like okay yeah whatever my um, favorite part of this movie is at the end when he goes home and they just show that he's keeping a $40 million painting next <laughs> to his firewood pile. Right? I'm like, what if it rains, dude? What if that dog that you and your, you, Denise Richards, and uh, your daughter, like, have, goes up and, like, just pees on it? Like, and then it's just completely gone. Jesus. Can we also talk about, like, Thomas Jane's character in this? No, is... because he didn't have one. He just drank beer and flew a drone. That was yeah. his character. Also, another one. They they filmed so much of this high-stakes action movie with a lot of people just sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> people are sitting down probably, like, 99% of this movie. The only person that's really walking around doing shit is the, um, the woman accomplice. Mm-hmm. Or the guy who I'm not, I'm still not convinced isn't an illegitimate stiller brother who just like wants to fuck her so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, her character wasn't great. Just like, ooh, like, you can can clearly tell like uh, two white guys wrote this because all of their characters are just so shallow and like, what if we have this hot, teeny assassin lady (laughs) who can... I know that Joey Lawrence directed it because his brother is um, in it ostensibly... Yeah, yeah. Um, Eating a banana with a knife. Like a fucking freak. Andrew Lawrence directed it. Joey Lawrence was wrote it or something like that, I think. Because he was also, Joey Lawrence was also the guy running Money Plane. Oh, that was him? I'm pretty sure. The other Lawrence brother, one of them was the cowboy guy. The, the, the that makes a lot of fucking sense, actually. Holy yeah. shit. The guy who I was convinced was a cop. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, he's obviously a cop. This is a Casino Royale sting kind of like the reveal that that's actually felix lighter talking about like people that are other things so there's a really weird sound uh air in this movie um uh-huh. when the concierge is speaking to uh the uh mr mcgillicuddy character uh-huh. and it made his um i don't know if you picked up on it but it made no. his voice sound like a robot or like it sounded huh. like very i think it was just some audio air and when they recorded it and they never fixed it you mean this movie wasn't perfectly done? No, not at all. I thought it was going to be revealed that that concierge guy was a fucking android. And and I was really looking forward to it, but it never came to a head. I just... Th- what the fuck was this movie? It was Money Plane. Yeah, barely. Apparently they didn't even have the plane set wasn't even completed. Basically they were able to go down and over three days shoot this on a non... like an decommissioned non-complete airplane that's why there's so many fucking curtains is to cover up the fact that this airplane isn't even a fully intact airplane (laughs) so good do do you have any bits i don't have any tomatoes there were only 12 reviews on rotten tomatoes and none of them were our flavor of tomato well for this very special event i have decided to premiere Mm -hmm. madison's liquids is done for now but i've decided to premiere a new bit can i guess the rules (laughs) yeah let's go ahead so I'm going to guess that you've taken reviews, headlines, and you've substituted some of the words to be synonyms. And I have to guess what the real words are, a la some of the Hey Riddle Riddle games that they play. How did you know? How is that exactly? It's like we had like an audio issue in our previous episode that we had to delete or something like that. No, that's not it. I'm just psychic. Yeah, I think it's just you're just psychic. So welcome to this untitled bit, which 
Do you want to title it? I'll give you the power to title it if you'd like to. I'll think about it. Think about it while you're doing these. So as Mike said, I have taken reviews from different sites and have replaced certain uh, couplets or trios of words and have replaced them with synonyms, ambiguous synonyms or somewhat ambiguous synonyms. And uh, Mike has to guess what those things that I, those words that I've taken out or phrases that I've taken out. Make sense? <laughs> Let's do it. First one from Alan N. from Film Threat Review website. This film is good, tame fun, but in desperate need of memorable action moments for the hydration station chatter. Oh, um. So, so prequels, hydration station chatter, the ones that I emphasized is the words that Mike has to come up with. Like water cooler talk. I mean, I know, I know what you're going for. It's, exactly. Oh, the comedy is oozing out of this bit. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> Let me just suckle at the comedy coming out of this bit. It's palpable. You Let just... me suckle this bit a little bit for the comedy. And, mm. Suck on mm. that nipple, that comedy nipple. Next one, Lakshana Palat from Miaw <laughs> website says, Money Plane is probably the dullest heist in existence. And the only question you have at the end of the film is, how did Copeland get his follicles into such a pristine horse end? Hmm. The phrase in this is, follicles in such a pristine horse end. Hmm. So as we know, follicles have to do with this autumn season. Follicles. It's like fall icicles. So yeah. that would be leaves. Pristine rhymes with Christine. So obviously this has to do with Julie Louis-Dreyfus from The New Adventures of Old Christine. So yeah. we're talking about famously, leaves. Famously leave Ju- I'm not done talking yet, Madison. I'm still <laughs> thinking. So leave Lou- Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Horse. What was the last one? Horse end. Horse end. Hmm. Well, horse ends usually in glue. So the answer is how he got the leaves in Julia Louis-Dreyfus's glue. Wow. You're two for two. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> that one was hair into such a perfect ponytail it wasn't it was a man bun this is already factually incorrect so i technically win hey if any um any disputes you need to take issue with lakshana palat from mia hey website. lakshana fucking come at me at the equalizers on twitter all right last one sean burns from the north north shore movies uh website writes you can tell how evil he is by how long he takes to kindle his bouquets and okay. the former fraser the former fraser savers <laughs> saver saying the word motherfucker over and over again like he's been waiting for this moment his entire career what was the what was the person who wrote this sean burns okay sean burns that's obviously the one that you switched <laughs> sean i don't know this one's got me stumped give up dawn fire sean of the dead burns fire dawn fire that's incorrect i'm sorry oh fuck the phrase that you were trying to find was kindle his bouquets. Oh. Kindle his bouquets. I mean, I say that all the time, though. That's just like every day. But that, that's just normal people English, Madison. Yeah. Well, the the actual phrase is mm. light, mm-hmm. his, light his cigars. Oh. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what I said. Yeah. Mine thing had fire in it also. So True. I'll give you half okay. a point. So uh, one and a half for three. <laughs> one and a half for three. 50%. <laughs> oh, man. You know, at times like this, do you wonder if the audience prefers bit drought, where we just sat quietly for a full minute? Probably. <laughs> All right. End of um, unnamed unnamed bit. All right. I have our timer, and we our 15 minutes starts now. So do you have ideas for this? My only idea is because I, I feel like Frasier, uh, a.k.a. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> a.k.a. The Rumble. The Rumble, which is... It's a good, it, that's a good criminal name, I think. I mean, but it is it is basically a supervillain name on top of his already extremely good name, Darius Emanuel Groucho III. We're wasting time. Um, yes. Um, I think he was such an essential part of this movie, even though he just sat in a room and like yelled into a computer <laughs> throughout the entire thing. And we don't see his death. I think maybe he's still alive. 
and he's getting revenge. Okay. I imagine this movie is sort of, maybe it's more of a John Wick type type movie, which I think is what they were trying to go for for the first one and just completely failed. I mean, I think they were trying to go for a heist movie, considering yeah. their plan was to steal money from an airplane casino. Yeah. I have a couple ideas. Obviously, the easy, like, 1980s way would be to just do the same movie, but move it to a different mode of transportation. Sure. So I have Money Boat, Money Sub, Money Space Station. By that point, I was getting a little weird. And then I wrote one that I'm af- I'm afraid to tell you because I think you're going to want to do it very badly, which is Money Pedalo. What's a pedalo? <laughs> um, a lot of them were like little pedal bicycles, but also like in my head, I was seeing one of those like mobile bars that people can sit at where everybody's pedaling and it like they like go around town. And so technically nobody's driving or the person like steering isn't drunk, but everybody's pedaling. That's how they go. I do like that idea. Um, let me pitch you a different thing. Let me go through my other ideas very quickly. Okay. Because I have I have a couple serious ideas. And then we can come back to this. But um, the main one, I wrote down daughter heist team, question mark. But the main one that I think would be interesting is we redo Money Plane, kind of. They, they get hired to steal from the new one, whatever. But we reveal at the end that was one of the themed events. Like, it is fully lethal. They could die if they get caught. But actually, everybody there is betting on whether or not they get away with it. Oh, okay. But they don't know. Like, they don't know that it's, that's the bet. Got it. Anyway, what's your what's your alternate pedalo idea? Money Plane 2, Cash Cab. <laughs> <laughs> and it is like the, mo- the, the reality show, Cash Cab, but um, all three of the main uh, protagonists are kidnapped <laughs> and have to answer trivia questions. <laughs> For their life. And it's... So it's, it turns into Saw. Yeah, it's, it turns into Saw. Kind of. Yeah. And I think the... Uh, I think they're trapped in the... Um, in the in the cabs. And they have to work together to... Or either or work independently or work together to solve trivia questions. Um, for, to, for their life. What if... What if they're doing a heist like in a city... But every time they leave, they get in a cab, and it's always the cash cab somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to they get throughout the movie. They take four cabs, and it's always the cash cab, and it's full like a full episode of ca- that like their full segment of cash cab in the film. <laughs> <laughs> I like so that. this movie's like this movie's like two and a half hours, fully. 90 like no i'm sorry almost two full hours of the movie is just them answering trivia questions in the cash cap my pistons are firing in my brain so what if it is a heist in the city they Can we call it heist in the city yeah and we get like sarah jessica parker and kim cattrall uh um, yeah and the others uh <laughs> yep <laughs> one of the baldwins is in there somewhere i don't know so what if Kelsey Grammer, Frazier, a.k.a. Of course. Uh, Grouch the Third, a.k.a. The Rumble, survives and is blackmailing each of them. Um, mm. Still, he's kidnapped um, Adam Copeland's uh, wife and daughter, I think. Um, and okay. he is forcing them to go around the city and rob different places or like steal things um and is using these cabs these cash cabs to do so um from taking one to the other and in between the stops he's making them answer trivia questions for their life or something like that what do you okay so i'm not opposed to this idea they have to be stealing from multiple things and i'm not opposed to the cash cab angle surprisingly i think it needs to be people are betting on this yeah. So how many trivia questions they get right? How many? And like it, it's cash cabals. If they get three wrong, they get kicked out of the cab and they are now on foot. Got it. Okay. So that way then there's like a time angle to it. I also, my pitch is that we don't have uh, Darius Emanuel Grouch the Third, a.k.a. the Rumble, come back. It's like a relative or a brother. Oh my possibly. God. Yes. It's Niles. It's it's uh, David Head Pierce. I wasn't thinking about Frazier when I saw this. And once you mentioned it, my brother's like, oh, Niles is the bad guy. David Hyde Pierce is our villain. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. I'm down with this. So I think that that tracks. I'm a, we don't have to rob a plane or a boat or a sub again. I think just a series of bank robberies or heists works. Yeah. The trivia angle works because people are gambling on this. Like this is, yeah. he's found, like he's basically bankrolling this specific money plane voyage or whatever for revenge. Yeah. I like that. 
I do think he still is blackmailing them. Maybe, <laughs> um, maybe they all start off. Maybe it's not three separate caps. Well, I think it's is it blackmail just... or is it just leverage so that they do it? Because blackmail is pay me this money or I'll tell this yeah, like yeah, I'll yeah. tell people something. Sure. If he has sure, hostages, sure. it's I just I want to be make sure I understand what we're talking about. If it's blackmail, fine, but kidnapping his family isn't blackmail. So I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, leverage, okay, okay. whatever, leverage with uh, that. Well, Noah Wiles now. Noah Wiles. So my edit is. Because I think we were talking about them being in separate caps. Sure. What if it's a big like van cab and it's the that, three yeah. of them? And if they keep getting trivia questions wrong, because uh, you know how he's like so much about like his team and like having a good team, mm-hmm. they get kicked out of the cab one by one until Ooh, that's good. Um, until like and obviously at the end it's just uh, Adam Copeland's character like so. It's just McGillicuddy because he somehow keeps getting the right answers. Like, kind of like all of the movie where he just keeps winning the bets. Like, somehow he just, yeah. like, gets all the right answers. Is, I'm asking this while I vamp, is the guy who hosts Cash Cab driving the Cash Cab? <laughs> that guy who I always think looks like Mike Rowe but isn't. Well, that's not the right Bill Bailey. Thank you. Ben Bailey. It'd probably help if I picked the right guy. Is he, like, a willing participant in this? No. Or I think he, that's the he, thing. He's, I he's think... a hostage, too. Yeah. Okay. His hands are like handcuffed to the wheel of the cash cab. Got it. I love it. Maybe it's like speed. There's a bomb attached to the bottom of the cash cab. 30 miles an hour. If you stop asking trivia questions, the car will explode. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I, I, I want a scene at the end where they're in the cab. They have possibly whoever's if everyone survives the heists, which I think they probably will in this movie. But they're very, they get in the cab and they're just like he's driving away and he stops at one point. He's like, I'm sorry, but... If you'd like, you could risk it all on a video bonus question. <laughs> like, like there's somebody's making him say this. Like, he's like, I, I don't want to, but I have to. I have to say, you're welcome to risk it all, double or nothing, on a video bonus question. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, I like this. So, okay, so let's. I don't care how they get in the cash cab or what the preamble is at all. They wake up in the cash cab. Maybe. Like, yeah. All uh, like they were drugged and they wake up like in Saw. They just wake up in the room in Saw. Like that's okay. what I'm saying. Somebody came for them and kidnapped them. And they wake up there in the cash cab with like the tools needed for a bank job or a heist. Got it. So on top of having to plan the next heist in the cab ride to the bank, they also have to answer trivia questions. It's like that. It's like that show, like when they're trying to plan everything, um, mm-hmm. like when they're trying to plan everything and answer questions. Did you ever watch the show Oblivious? Do you remember Oblivious? Uh, I haven't seen it. it. Sounds familiar, but the whole premise of the show was um, this guy, uh, the host of the show, was acting like he was like a retail worker at like a Walmart or something. <laughs> And he's asking people random questions um, mm-hmm. to see if they answer them. Um, and if they do, they win money. And they don't find out they're even on the show until the end or that they've won Good. money until the very end. Um, but it, I like that. Um, yeah, so they're plotting this heist. Um, let's let's decide. Um, I, I like the idea that they get drugged or something. And then mm-hmm. they're like, they wake up and they like, are like jostling in like the van and then they get their masks off. I think they have like hood over them mm-hmm. themselves and they get off and then they're like all in the cab. It's like, where are we? And then the cash cab lights come on. Oh, see, I think <laughs> I I think the lights don't come on for a bit. Because in my parents watch a lot of cash cab. Um and they get, always get in. They tell him where they want to go. He does a ridiculous voice to hide the fact that it's the cash cab. And then as soon as they tell him, the lights come on. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. We're going to Brother Jimmy's on 32nd and Lex. Yeah. Oh, Brother Jimmy's. Yes, please. Yeah. So I think we open. I think they're disoriented. This is serious and gritty. And Niles Crane or whatever the fucker character is, Dan, Dan, Daniel Emanuel, <laughs> Grouch the Third, whatever. What, it, what if it's Daniel Manuel Grouch the Second? the quake i kind of like the idea that he doesn't even have like a the third like he's just the other brother so maybe his name's just like alan grouch he doesn't have like a huge long impressive name but does he have like a moniker like the quake or oh he probably came up with something stupid like the quake yeah but so it's this like serious thing like they're they're they've woken up in a van 
basically. That's a we were in a cab drug. He's on a screen. He tells them everything. Like you're gonna go, you're gonna rob these five banks or for whatever. Yeah. And you're gonna get, or I'm gonna kill your family, ball your families, or I'm gonna do this, that, the other thing. And also, like basically, the idea is that um, money plane has taken an interest in the the people who robbed them. So this is like they're betting on you. Like there's betting is going on to make the money back that you stole. And then he cliffs up. And then so somebody in the front, the driver goes like, where you want to go? It's some weird accent. And they tell him. And then, then the lights flare on. And he's like, but he's like handcuffed to the wheel of very clearly also hostage. What if, what if, uh, uh, what if he starts speaking in his normal voice? And then like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the quake is like, do the voice, do the voice. Yeah. You got to do the voice. He's like, okay, I'll do the voice. Where you want to go? <laughs> like, I forgot to mention we're also betting on something else or whatever. Like, I forgot to mention the complication. And then the lights glare on. And it's like, welcome to Cash Cab. It came sure that takes place right here in my cab. Like, he's like crying. He's so scared. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So. Oh, oh. At one, at one bit, there's a red light. And he starts telling us, we're at a red light, which means it's time for a red light challenge. And as he says challenge, Adam Copeland just leans up and pushes his knee down onto the accelerator. So they've zoomed through the red light. <laughs> a red light. True. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got we to talk about the heists. We yeah, can't we just go with cash cap bits. Let's do three heists, three questions. Yeah. And then if there are more, well, then that, that's yeah, I, for... I was imagining more than three questions, but like. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can come up but, with other questions. I, sure. Um, oh, my God. And here's the thing. We'll put the answers at the end of the episode for the listeners. If they okay. want to try to answer the trivia questions at home. If they want to play along at home. Okay. So, what are the first few questions? I don't give a shit about any character development in this movie Oh, yeah. At all. There isn't any. No. Because there wasn't any in the original movie. Okay, Google. What is a trivia question? All right, I've got one here for you. What symbol... Is technically called an octothorpe. We'll put the, all the answers at the end after the outro music. How about for each like little like intermittent thing between like the heists, we each come up with the trivia. Okay, um, I think that's good. So like two for each. All right. What was the motto on the first U.S. coin? Right now, it is "In God We Trust." What was on it? The first U.S. coin. Okay, now let now now let's come up with one of the heist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I think we start with a bank. Easy. Yeah. They have to steal a very specific amount of money. So like they have to like they're in, somebody's in the vault like counting out. It's like I want you to steal exactly one thousand or one million two hundred and thirty four hundred thousand five hundred and sixty seven dollars. One two three four five six seven. Like I want that exact exact amount of money to leave the bank with you. Got it. In five minutes so okay so cutting back to money plane yeah i think they're betting on how fast they yes. will do it yes and so that way i think that the heists have to have some game aspect or some just ludicrously yeah. because he's trying to one either get them killed or at least punish them in sure. general so this can't just be go in there and steal as much money as you can carry it's like an extremely specific amount of money and yeah. like they rob a museum for something very specific as well or whatever like Got it. I think they get it, go in there, and they just come up with, like, some sort of plan, like, in, in the cab. Of mm-hmm. Just, like, we're just going to have to go in and rob the place, right? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, like, this one's just, like, this one is quick and dirty. Because yeah. the cab pulls up to the place, and it's, like, you got to get out. And, like, you, there's not, like, you can hang out here. It's, like, once the cab stops, you got to be feet on the ground. Yeah. I think this is the moment where it's, like, what if we don't get out? What if we say no? It's, like, the cab will explode with us in it if you don't get yeah. out right now. And that's when you see, like, the bomb underneath or something like that. I feel like later he can also be like, could you stop with the trivia questions? And he's like, no, if I stop asking trivia questions, the car will explode. Yeah. So I think they just, like, walk into the bank. Um, They have, like, some ski masks or something. And they just, Mm -hmm. like, classic, just, like, they have to get it, like, really fast. I think maybe they, like, there are some guards that try to take them out or something. Um, But um, the woman character... um, non-lethally like takes them out i think i also like the idea that they're short like 15 dollars, so they start like robbing the people in the bank like yeah, yeah come yeah. on 13 dollars. like what have you got, what have you got? seven all right seven dollars over here got that. oh no it's like i have a 20 it's like no that's too much we can't no 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 yeah 
<laughs> at some point, Adam Copeland in a ski mask is standing, and like at some point, maybe the the people in the bank are less afraid, and so they're just like huddled around, and Adam Copeland's in the middle of them, like making change amongst like nine people to try to get the exact amount they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they got it, it's just like, okay, is that it? It's like, yes, okay, okay thank you. And then, what, how fast do you think they do it? Like twenty minutes? Like, yeah, we'll say twenty minutes. Yeah. I mean, and some change. I don't think that the actual time, like, yeah. I don't know, it's not like twenty minutes on the dot, but yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Because uh, they also have to beat the police. I think. Well, I honestly, it should probably have to take less time because the police are going to show up. Yeah, let's say six minutes. Like I think. Okay, like, six minutes sounds good. Yeah, six minutes thirty seconds or something like that. Sure, and then um, they're back in the cash cab. Yeah, then they're back in the cash cab. <laughs> so, so trivia. Trivia. What do the M's stand for on M and M's? What percentage of the entire world's money is physical? Okay, I'm going to do one more. This is a longer cash cab ride, so there's three questions. Okay. How many Grammys did Elvis win? So, what's this new heist that they're... What's the th- the second... I think we need to do an art heist. Um, okay. And I think it needs to be more difficult than the bank heist. Yeah. Um, I think they actually have to... I think the bank... I think the, um, the piece of art is... Um, not like in storage or anything it's just hanging like out in the open it's like how do we steal that what if like, it's like a big sculpture like they like have to steal i mean i'm using this as a as an example but like the dinosaur skeleton from the museum oh okay it's like something that's just like how the fuck would we even begin to steal that with the cash cab but then we have to figure out how they're gonna steal that <laughs> i mean i have an answer okay what is it uh the time <laughs> They tie a big rope around the base and they hook it to the back of the cash cab and they're just dragging it behind them. Okay. I mean, the police will be chasing them at some point. I think like there's yeah. like some discretion. Oh, what was that word that I've never heard you use before, Madison? Discretion. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Man, the rules have really reversed in the second era. It is. Yeah, really. Um, I'm just a really, I'm more down to earth. You're uh, more wacky, wild, uh, waving. Flavor warm tube, man. Yeah. I think maybe it's like a skull. I like the idea of stealing a skull from a museum okay. that is worth like a lot of money. What if um, it is a skull, but because it's like a van cab, like mm-hmm. it has like a big back, like as a larger back, but it's not like, I, I don't think it's like a skull that's bigger than the van itself. Right. You know, like, I mean, so, yeah, that would be my preference. Um, as I'm sure, you know, I like big backs. Yeah, I know. I mean, you won't deny it. No. <laughs> Thank you for playing in the space with me. No problem. I, I I know I know your flavor. Since you abandoned me in Hackers Two and wouldn't play in the space with what a hacker, how to come up with a hacker name? Hey, me and me and Alex were. Had oh our yeah, own you ideas. both abandoned me. No, you yeah. abandoned me. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think it's a dinosaur skull? Do you think that's what it is, or do we? Think I mean, like that's. A... I mean, if we're if we're going with discretion, that's far too big to fit in the back of a cash cab. Okay. I mean, oh, certainly... okay. So, no, no. Uh, suddenly now I'm the bad guy. Okay. I'm Mr. Logic. Here we go. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I don't need this shit. <laughs> what if it's a saber tooth skull? Sure. Uh, fangs and all that they have to get into the back of the uh, the uh, mm-hmm. the back of the cash cab. And the thing is, is that it's out in the open in the in the museum. So mm-hmm. they just basically have to grab it and run or they have to figure out a way to like discreetly yeah i think there has to be at least some heist craft even if it's like very simple heist craft like yeah what if they make what if they damage the whole exhibit or something um Mm. and they um in all the like the exhibits have to be like taken the exhibit has to be taken in the back to like repair Mm -hmm. it before it's like that what if they light like the what if they light it on fire or something or like um or maybe they pull the fire alarm and like the entire room has like water damage now or something like that i'm thinking more like what you were saying the first time of they damage the exhibit so it has to be removed and then they just beat up the people removing it and steal it or like pretend they knock out a guard pretend to be the guard similar like a similar thing i think that's easy it's pretty quick and it's light but it does have some heist craft going on got it cool what if um the thing is in what if i like the idea of like them spilling chili on it or something <laughs> or like or like or what a sp- very specific i mean it'll 
good meat in there, like the the red sauce, like it's gonna it's gonna make some stains. So, or maybe some wine or something like that. I don't know what. How do you want to fuck up this skull? I mean, I never said they fucked up the skull. They could like break one of the leg bones or something, and then they have to like take the exhibit okay. out. What if they spill? What if they spill chili on the leg bone? You know, famously, the that dish that all museums serve to their customers for walking around the museum <laughs> is chili. You fucking neophyte! It's a museum chili. Never had some museum chili. So they stop by the historically spicy chili stand, mm-hmm. uh, which is what it's named, um, and uh, they pick up a, like uh, the biggest kind of chili that they have, and. I think Adam. No, no. One. What's what's the size? What's if if you're doing this? What size? Um, is the... uh, Twenty ounces of chili. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, can I interest you in a chili liter? Actually, no, the stand is now called uh, Peter Skeeter's Liters of Chili. <laughs> Historically spicy chili. Um, <laughs> Peter's Liters of historically spicy chili. Uh, it's a fledging business, and uh, the. Portland area that they live in. Great. So that now being canon, they just spill chili on the saber toothed tiger skull. I think they need to have like some sort of like acting or like maybe like two of them are fighting or like maybe they're acting like a husband and wife uh, or something. And then like I was very afraid you were gonna say slingshot mechanism for a minute. No, no. And the uh the woman she like pushes the uh McGillicuddy guy and he flings his chili backwards and it lands on the thing, so it has to be cleaned. Great. Um, I, I don't want to talk about this fucking chili or this skull anymore, so they're back in the cash cab with it. And it's turkey chili. Like, that's the thing. Great. It's not, it's not even cool. chili. I mean, uh, that is historical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate you so much. Such an asshole. So I think the team, I think the the clean team, the chili clean team comes out. No, 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 they don't. No, (laughs) Madison, listen. No, they have a complete team for all the chili spills that happen on the daily. No, I I love you, Madison, and I'm not going to fight you about the fact that there is a restaurant or a cart in this museum called Peter's Leaders of Historically Spicy Chili. I am not going to then let you have them have a dedicated chili cleanup team in this museum. I have to put my foot down somewhere. It is already buck wild that the thing that I am putting my foot down on is not the Peter's Leaders of Historically Spicy Chili, but rather the team dedicated to cleaning up any and all chili spills. Okay, so the there's the regular cleanup team comes out. Yeah. And um, hey, isolates hey, the thing. Hey, they work hard. They're good people. They do. I don't want to hear you disparage regular cleanup teams ever again. <laughs> So they come out and they take the um, the whole exhibit to the back. Oh, I don't even think they get to the back. I think it's like they push through the like personnel only doors. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like Adam Copeland's there and just like beats the shit out of all of them. And they just cart it off down a different corridor. What if because they damage one of the exhibits, they have like a security room? Like, you know, mm-hmm. where you go to like, you know, like amusement parks have like, like Disney World jail or whatever. Right. So because those two people were fighting and it was getting heated, they're being taken to the security room, which is also mm-hmm. through the same doors. And that's how they get back there. And as soon as like they're passing by with the whole exhibit, that's when they take the people out non-lethally. And that's when they grab the skull. I think they have to like wrap it up because you can't just like run through the run through the museum with this like right. Oh, they put it in a baby carriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, they put it in a baby carriage, and they. It's a small, small saber tooth tiger. Yeah. So, and that's how they get it. That's how they get it out. Um, and Ben Bailey is still waiting out front, uh, with it, and then they just put it in the back. So before we leave this space, what do you think the uh, the money plane was betting on in that? Jesus, probably probably whether or not I was going to fight you on Peter's leaders of historically spicy chili. <laughs> Let's do this. Instead of just the skull, they have to get out as much of the saber-toothed okay. tiger skeleton as possible. That's good. Like, ideally, he wants the whole one, but the idea is more of just like how much can they get yeah. with this much prep and what they've got. And so people were betting on how much of the skeleton they got out. That's good. I like that. Because, I mean, more- there's a whole liter of chili. They got to cover... Yeah, do enough 
chili damage to i really want you to like make a fake menu for this restaurant and just post it on instagram before this episode comes out yeah with I'll no context that. i no longer have a, a job anymore so i have plenty of time to make that <laughs> yeah the rules have reversed <laughs> i mean that's the reason i stopped doing episode art and finding original music for each episode okay all right trivia time what is the typical lifespan of a hundred dollar bill what planet could fit inside the sun 1.3 million times? Before what year in the U.S. did banks print their own money? Before the establishment of the Federal Reserve in 1913, each bank printed its own money. On Good Friday in 1930, what did the BBC report? The BBC reported there is no news. Instead, they played piano music. The Three Musketeers bar was originally split into three pieces with three different flavors. What were those flavors? What is the average allowance per month of a child in the U.S. in 2020? Jesus. I didn't have an allowance growing up, did you? I did. I think I was, mine was like about 20 a month. I also didn't do shit. I mean, I didn't either. I was very lucky. I was one of the lucky people who didn't have like a... Like, I, I did chores at the house, but I don't know. I don't remember it being a... Oh, you didn't do your chores. No allowance. Mm, okay. But I was a good boy, so I did all my chores all the time. Okay. I'm also single, ladies. <laughs> Same story. Uh, <laughs> three heists is enough, right? We think this is yeah. the final one. So it has to turn, right? Like where mm -hmm. the good guys win, right? So I mean, it doesn't have to. Probably uh, should. I'm just saying we don't have to if we decide it's better or more interesting not to. Do we want to say, because we talked about like people getting kicked out of the car each mm -hmm. time. Uh, do we want that to happen anymore or no? Maybe here at the end, people start getting kicked out. But like, I feel like there still has to be like an ankle bracelet or like the in like Suicide Squad where they have like the bombs in the back of their necks or something. Because arguably they could just not get the trivia questions right and then fuck off into the night and he'll never know where they are and then they'll come and find him. So like, yeah. there needs to be some kind of security measure on his part so that they don't do that, which yeah. doesn't really lend narratively to how they get away from this. Like, yeah, I think maybe like before the last heist, they get both of his accomplices uh, get kicked out of the car and then are thrown into some sort of dangerous situation or something. Mm -hmm. And they have or they're they are forced to split up and get three things. Um, maybe like three jewels or something at these different locations. I was thinking that, or then we'd have to come up with three heists. But Right. I mean, I think the idea is they just have to f hoof it now to the next location. Got it. Like, they're still part of the heist. They just don't get to ride it. They're not in the car anymore. So now, like, if she, they're like five blocks out and they kick out McGillicuddy, he now has to run those five blocks to try to get there to help with the heist. Got it. That he no longer is in the loop of what they're even doing. Like that's that was my idea was to make it harder on them if people get kicked out they don't fucking know what the plan is they're already late like it's yeah what if they don't know the location either they don't know the location so they mm. have to figure that out in the same uh, they know what the thing they need to steal is but they don't know what where it is located oh and uh, this one this is where they blow through a red light the red light challenge bit we came up with earlier okay I mean after after the just nail biting drama at peter's leaders of historically spicy chili we need a little bit of levity it was intense so i think first mcgillicuddy which i don't know his actual name that was his like code name i'm fine with it i mean other than the rumble name one person in the movie yeah i got nothing uh nile so uh, no, i'm sorry i'm sorry ben bailey <laughs> okay um so mcgillicuddy and then the woman whose name I'm, i feel very bad i don't remember her name but um, do they get kicked out then? Is that the idea? I think they get kicked out separately. Right. That's what. Yeah, that's what I mean. They know what they're supposed to get. Um, they mm -hmm. just don't know where it is. I think Adam Copeland's character gets taken directly to the place. Mm -hmm. So let's decide what the heist is first. Um, do we think it's like a jewel or um, do we think it's it's kind of like very classic? I think it'd be kind of fun if it's a little more weird. But. I think it's something probably just in a vault. Like there's a vault that needs to be breached and there's layers of security. I don't think, again, it 
based off the first movie, it doesn't have to be. It can be actually be kind of laughable, but it's like taken deadly seriously. How like oh, this high tech security fault that definitely we didn't build yesterday for the set. Like yeah, it doesn't have to be actually be that secure. I mean, maybe maybe Adam Copeland's character sold the painting in between films. I was thinking that too. Maybe it's the painting, the same painting, and yeah. The quake wants it back. They have to steal it from the same art gallery that definitely doesn't look like a prison. Oh, I was thinking that because I, uh, previous uh, to the, uh, I watched uh, Shawshank Redemption yesterday, mm. um, and I'm I was very sure that that was the set of Shawshank Redemption because <laughs> it looked exactly well, the same. And Jackson and I were cracking up because it shows that what clearly looks like a prison, and then it just says art museum. Yeah. It doesn't tell you a name or where. It just says no. art museum. It's not that kind of movie. So anyway, I think he has to steal that painting. I don't care about this heist, so he does. I mean, I just it, we're putting more effort into coming up with the dumb heist for this than they did. And also, just it can just happen. We don't have to outline every detail of... Famously, we don't in heist movies that we pitch, so... Yeah, but let me tell you all this. Outside the art museum, there mm-hmm. is a stand... And it is Peter's leaders of historically spicy chili. And they get another leader and then they... No, this is actually Peter's leaders of artistically spicy chili. Okay. Actually, artistically mild chili. (laughs) Um, Because this is an art museum, not a history museum. Okay. Do we just... Is restaurants our new thing now? Because this is off the back of OG's pierogies from American Vampire. That's true. What if... I think we need to do something in the heist to make it a little... So let's let's talk about this. Instead of the actual heist, which I don't necessarily think would be too interesting, what are the moves that are being made to defeat Alan Crouch the Quake? Uh, what if he just calls himself Quaker? Because I feel like like the rumble is like, you can call me Quaker. Sorry, you can call me Quaker. I can't do it. I can't do a Niles impression. No, that was really good. That was my really voice good. is too deep. I can vaguely do Kelsey Grammer because my voice is deep, but... I mean, that's what we have to come up with. You said you have, like, an idea for the end? Kind of. I mean, my pitch is that they... Basically, the last leg of this after the last heist is they have to deliver all of this to him as the money plane is landing. Okay. And then maybe they, like... I don't know. I guess maybe they could have been recording the call so they know that, like, what was going on. They lead the police to money plane. So really only uh, Quaker gets arrested because, I mean, the whole point of Money Plane is they do all of their highly illegal bullshit while in international airspace. So that's why they don't get caught. So maybe they don't get arrested at all. I have a couple thoughts about at least one idea is he spills Peter's liters of artistically mild chili like on the painting. So it has to get taken down like we kind of. We could go back to that well, but really he's also doing it so nobody can actually see the painting. So he swaps it out at some point so that they don't actually give Quaker that painting. Oh, okay. It's something else, maybe. It's it's sort of like your Bugs Life. <laughs> your Bugs Life switch of the painting. Man, a Bugs Life too. I haven't heard that name in a long time. The the Proroch. A long time. Hercule Poirot. Still one of the best puns I've ever made. I don't think we should like do the chili thing again. Even though it would be really funny sure. if they did the chili thing again. <laughs> um, what if it's just in storage and it's in a huge warehouse and like they have to find it. So they're like opening different boxes. Um, and while meanwhile, like the two other people, the the woman and McGillicuddy are on their way there. So like they have to catch up and I think he's getting overwhelmed and then like with the guards and everything and the woman comes in and fights uh and like takes them and they kind of team up to take on the guards to knock them out because adam copeland cannot fight in these movies no she takes on so many badass dudes and he almost gets wrecked by this giant schlubby co-pilot this frankenstein (laughs) co-pilot who has also convinced was an android like like i thought there was going to be a whole reveal oh man and then, meanwhile, uh, McGillicuddy is, while they're fighting the guards, he's looking through the database in the warehouse to find the thing, mm-hmm. and that's how they get the that's how they get the painting. They and then they make their way to the airport, or um, sure, the, maybe I this time they just play along until they can like somehow lead the police. Or oh, because in in um, Cash Cab, you get a phone. You can like phone a friend. They phone Thomas Jane. 
Yeah, they use like code while asking him the trivia question. They use some kind of code, coded phrase. Like actually while he's talking to him, he's pressing like Morse code, the buttons. Okay. And then Harry, which is Thomas Jane's character. That's the only other name, the only name I know other than Darius Emmanuel uh, Grouch the Third, the Rumble. He like coordinates with the police, basically. I like that. What if um what if there's like a decoy cab uh that uh that Thomas Jane is controlling like you know his drone thing so he's flying a drone that's driving a car yeah yeah <laughs> uh, which my most one of my favorite parts of the movie was that drone that was just holding a gun mm-hmm. i think okay i think this is the setup so yeah. the quake is trying to set them up and they're going to get arrested at this mm-hmm. location meanwhile they take the cab there ben bailey and the whole crew like get out and the quake is going to take the cab and drive away with all like the the riches oh, yeah. and stuff, and um, what they did um, was on the way there, they somehow switched out the cabs and all the stuff to mm. this remote control cab that uh, Thomas Jane is controlling, and he drives them straight to the police. See, I would argue that he was just going to kill them as soon as they showed up with the stuff. Like he was still going to take the stuff, but I don't think. I mean, he it's. He's the bad guy out for revenge. Like, he's going to just murder them as soon as they get there. Yeah. But we could still do a cab switcheroo. I just kind of feel like them leading the police to him with proof that he made them do it works better. But I don't... I just... I don't know where they make a cab switcheroo like that and what's gained by him being in that cab. I mean, honestly, they could just... He could get in a cab and they could drive it off a fucking cliff. Yeah, but I think, like, the police obviously know something's going on, so someone's going to have to, like, take the fall, right? Um, right. So... Well, yeah, think, that's what I'm saying. He takes a fall. Yeah, he falls off the cliff. I mean, the decoy van could also have all of his, like, the stolen shit in it. Yeah. So that when they find the wreckage, he's in there with all the stolen shit, and it just gets pinned on him. It could also just be that um, they drive him, like he's in control of it, and they take him. It's just really brutal, I think. <laughs> but um, oh, unlike any of the things they had to bet on in Money Plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I guess they kill people in Money Plane. Um, yeah. um, okay, I'm I'm good with either. I'm good with either them him taking control of the car and driving off the cliff uh, or that him just getting taking control of the car and then being locked in trapped in it and the police finding him with all this stuff like I'm it's good either way to me I'm going to pitch one more idea just for him being killed because he might still have their family somewhere I guess the families are probably on money plane Maybe. as his collateral oh. and yep. once he's dead it doesn't matter because I think the people on money plane don't give a shit about what he's know. going for um, Maybe they had a side bet if like, oh, well, well, the quake really pulled this off, or like, well, he, will yeah. just get pinned on him in the end. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I don't think we need to do too much wrap up. The movie didn't the first time, so, and then we just see a scene of that, like it's another day later on. Adam Copeland's at his house with his family, and he goes into the bathroom in the morning, and we just see that t- um, saber tooth tiger skull is just on the back of his toilet. Yeah, yeah, and that's the end of the movie. For sure. Okay. All I right. Think we, I think we did it. Yeah. Just for the record, we need to decide off a cliff or locked in the cab and takes the fall. I think we're divided. Uh, uh, here we go. Goes over a cliff. Ooh. Falls. Or is locked in the car. Okay. So Mike is currently flipping a button. He dropped the button. Uh, he holds his hand up, kneeling down, grabbing the button of where it landed. And it landed face side or bottom side down. So which option was that? That was locked in the cab. Okay, cool. So that is the ending. He is locked in the cab. The police find him with all the evidence. But at some point, uh, Adam Copeland re-steals the, the saber-toothed tiger skull. Well, yeah, because they re-stole the painting. <laughs> That's true. In the first one. So, Oh, and he wipes his ass with that fucking painting. Yeah. And that's it. We're calling it Money Plane 2 colon cash cab or just money plane colon cash cab and money plane to colon cash cab okay perfect
Oh, what happens to Ben Bailey at the end? We need to figure out what... Does he just leave? Do they kill Ben Bailey? Oh, fuck. What does happen to Ben Bailey? I mean, the comedy answer is they forgot he was in there. And he's just like in somewhere like in a garage in the cash cab. Cause, but he has to keep asking trivia questions or the bomb will explode. That's funny. That's a good like after like it's like they forgot about him. Yeah, I think I think it's more also that they're like he's Adam Copeland. Like we see the, the thing on the toilet. He shuts the door. Like we hear the shower trying. And she goes, oh, fuck. And they cut yeah. to Ben Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just keeps asking questions. Yeah, that's yeah he's good. just sitting there like asking. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So that's Money Plane 2, colon, Cash Cab. Did we do it? I think we did it. All right. Well, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers. As always, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. Uh, We ask that you go online, give us a review, subscribe. We're still small enough business that, again, just telling a friend, two friends, do a lot for us as well. Yes. Tell everybody you know about this wonderful podcast. If you want a movie, like, for us to do, just just message us or send us an email. Yeah. Twitter, email, Facebook, any of them. Drop us a line. We'll... We're always looking for the next movie. Text text Mike. His number is... 911. 911. Just call 911 and tell him what movie you'd like, like for us to cover. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Step Strutting, off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, they spell that B-O-Y-E-S like in, oh yes... The full album is available on all streaming services. Now, Madison Jones, next time. Can you say sequel? As we watch... Sequel! Dora the Explorer, The Lost City of Gold. So, for the Equalizers... I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. It's so awkward when adults cry. I just don't know where to look. To be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. Then you pump your open palms and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead. And we'll do the two steps. Come on, dance with me. The hashtag symbol is technically called an octothorpe. The motto on the first U.S. coin was mind your business. The M's on M&M's stand for Mars and Murray. Only 8% of the world's money is physical. Elvis won three Grammys. The typical lifespan of a $100 bill is nine years. The Earth could fit inside the sun 1.3 million times. Before the establishment of the Federal Reserve in 1913, each bank printed its own money. The BBC reported there is no news. Instead, they played piano music. The original Three Musketeer bar flavors were vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. When the other flavors became harder to come by during World War II, Mars decided to go all chocolate. The average allowance for a child in 2020 is $65 a month.